bringing my own signature ideas to life has really brought me a lot of energy. And so that's been kind of my hobby. And that's something that I've contemplated uh, expanding and seeing where that kind of takes me. Please share, we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid 9 to 5, 40-hour work week. Life is short, and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Hey guys, are you ready for another accountability session? In this series, we are going to be talking in and checking in with my friend Rick Rosales, who he and I have been brainstorming over the past few months and, and chatting and talking about him. He's been looking for a job, as you'll hear, and I kept saying, hey, you know, what about starting your own side hustle? And, you know, we just hopped on the on a phone call one day and brainstormed different things he could do and different things that might be interesting and different skills that he has that he could utilize. And he has come up with a really cool idea that you'll hear about. And so it's really cool because we get to, as the pretty sure we can do better community, get to brainstorm and help him even come up with a name. If you've got any name ideas, um, feel free to reach out to him. Uh, I'm going to put his email and YouTube link so you can kind of see some of his work in the show notes. So you can reach out to him. I mean, don't be offended if he doesn't like your name idea that you come up with, but definitely the more, you know, people brainstorming and throwing out ideas, I think is super helpful. So you'll get to do that. And then also, as I say, if you're in the Chicago area, you could potentially reach out to Rick and be his first uh, trial client to see how this goes. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story. And on that same note, I want to remind you that I have the side hustle uh, starter challenge that I'm going to be launching here, I don't know, in the next month or so. haven't set specific dates. But I want to throw that out there. If you or anybody you know is interested in brainstorming side hustles and want some accountability and just taking the first steps and getting an idea and be able to ask questions, definitely sign up for that. It's free to you. It'll be just five days of activities and and support. So go sign up for that if that interests you. And now we're going to jump into our interview with Rick. Hey, Rick. How are you? I am good, Angie. How are you? Great. I am so excited to have you on because I think you are one of the most capable people that I know to be starting a potential side hustle and doing your own thing. Well, I uh, have been an avid listener of your podcast. I think you're doing fantastic work and I am excited to be a part of this. This this sounds like a a very exciting project and, and I'm happy to be on board. Heck yeah, we're going to hold you accountable to the highest standard and you're going to get stuff done so fast and it's going to be a huge success. 
Yes, yes. If anything terrifies me about you, it is your commitment to accountability and making <laughs> sure people follow through. And again, that, that's fantastic and terrifying at the same time. Yep. I mean, you tell me you want to do something and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> absolutely right. Well, I want to start with just hearing so everybody can learn more about your background and work experience, and then we'll move forward from there. Yeah, my background for the past 10 years um, was in criminal justice. Uh, I was in corrections for a little under 10 years. Um, a couple years in there, as you know, we worked together uh, for the nonprofit uh, mentoring low-income, high-achieving high school students. Um, that was an amazing experience. But yeah, criminal justice, corrections, uh, I was in the field of reentry, case management. I did a little bit of everything and I was purposeful on, on trying to explore all that that field offered to me. And then I then moved to Chicago in February, just before COVID hit, which is was quite possibly the worst time to look for a job in our, in, in history. And so since <laughs> yeah. then, from February to what is now August, I'm looking, it's, it's been a a bittersweet experience because it's given me an opportunity to kind of reevaluate my career, my goals. Your podcast could not be more timely. And so that's where, I, where I'm at in Chicago. I, I've got a lot of options and, and decisions to make here. So yeah, you're think, you were thinking that you wanted to do, you know, you've just been looking for another job in like nonprofit and criminal justice arena. So now are you thinking you want to kind of shift and maybe do something else or what are your thoughts for right now? I'm trying to kind of listen to the universe and, and the universe seems like it's telling me as I'm applying for, and I haven't even counted recently, but it's got to be close to 50 jobs. Um, I think on, on one end of the spectrum, these jobs are looking at me like, uh, this is a grocery store. You don't have a background in groceries and you have <laughs> a master's. So no, mm -hmm. do not want to invest in you. And then you're just going to leave and you find a new job. And then all the way to the other end where you, you have all this experience, you're overqualified and we, we're really looking for someone maybe a little younger or a little bit uh, earlier in their career, or you don't have like our traditional supervisor experience, or they find all these excuses, but I mean, it's COVID. So they have hundreds, maybe thousands of applicants. And so right. I'm taking a step back um, and, and deciding, do I really want to go back into a traditional work environment and uh, your, your podcast and just the conversations we've had, just put little bugs in my ear. Like, what, if there's any moment in life, uh, I don't have kids. My, my wife is incredibly supportive and also brilliant. So her job is, is providing me a luxurious opportunity to decide yeah. what does the path forward look like. That's awesome. So what, what do you think? I mean, what would, what would your ideal day be from a work perspective as far as time and and that goes because in the past you have had I know me personally I was a bit jealous of you in your last role sometimes because you did work you know a typical 40 hours but it was pretty flexible it seemed to me like way more than mine where you could you know kind of choose your hours and be a little bit flexible before so what are you thinking on, in terms of that like what would be your ideal my previous positions have one thing in common that that's been pretty I've been pretty fortunate with is that flexibility. I've in my mo most previous job was traveling all over the state of Indiana and visiting facilities all over. 
and and so I have nights, I'd have weekends, but they were all of my choosing. They were never mm-hmm. required. And so, you know, sometimes that could bring a, a bit of bitterness or animosity if they're forcing you to work every weekend or you have to work late nights. Uh, I know what that's like as well. But in my last, I'd say three positions spanning the last 10 years, my, my schedule has been very flexible. I, I cannot sit in an office for eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And I know that's a lot of reasons for people to leave that traditional work environment where yeah. I've been fortunate enough to kind of thrive on that type of schedule in a traditional work environment. So, so that I would want to bring with me to my new, new endeavor. Um, and another thing those jobs had in common were people. I was constantly engaging with people. Uh, yeah. another, re- another reason I can't sit at a desk, uh, and then this is, you know, one of the negative side effects of COVID is, is that lack of interaction. And so my path forward, uh, whatever that looks like in this new environment, has to be with people, talking to people, engaging with people. That's, yeah, I'm a, I'm a traditional extrovert, and so that's how I thrive. That's where I get my energy. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. I know you and I have discussed a little bit about different potential side hustles or, you know, just anything to kind of get you through until you find another position. So I definitely agree that you doing something with people and, you know, extroverted would be ideal. So what have you come up with so far in your brainstorming? Um, the one I keep coming back to, is, and I think one of the things that I crave that my last positions have been given me the uh, optimal outlet for would be my creativity. Mm-hmm. And I have found that in my hobby of photography and videography. And so taking pictures, shooting video, the editing process, um, creating my own signature, I bring my own signature ideas to life is really brought me a lot of energy. And so that's been kind of my hobby. And, and that's something that I've contemplated turning into uh, expanding and seeing where that kind of takes me. Yeah, that's awesome. So what all have you done so far with the videography and where are you thinking of going? What I've done so far is, so I love music part of that, those creative juices that I have flowing. Uh, and so I, and I love music videos and, and there's a lot of people who love music that, that don't really get into music videos. I think it's one of the lost arts. A lot of people, they're just, you know, on their, on their, their phone or they're, they're just listening to music in their pocket and it's going into their ear and, and they don't really care for the full visual effect. Uh, and that's fine. And I'm always on YouTube, like, what does this music video look like? And, and I'm a big fan of EDM. And so again, with the energy, so I love what that genre does with music videos. I love the, the boundaries it pushes. And so one of my favorite hobbies is I'll hear a, a music, I'll hear a song and I'll think, I'll listen to the lyrics and I'll feel the energy and I'll think, oh, you know what? That would be great for, you know, I would love to tell this story of mine through this music. And so I've gotten about three projects under my belt. Um, when you're not making money from it, it generally extends the amount of time it takes to create it. So sure. <laughs> this is, spans like years. And I don't rush the creative process as well. So I'm, since I'm under no time crunch, then I, my process, my workflow is time. I need to think about it. I not, need to let ideas come to me rather than try to force them. Uh, so I don't know how I would do under pressure if, if, I, if I was under, under a time constraint. So uh, three projects. One was uh, my wife had a birthday 
And so her, her, her brother and, and his wife came to visit. And so I created a music video uh, surrounding that event. So that was, uh, it was a really short video and it was a one day shoot with the event. So I just had my phone and I was just, you know, shooting video and then I weaved it all together for a music video. So that was short and sweet, but now we have that memory of that night. And cool. I think that's so cool for, for her to just have that, to, to be able to watch and go back to it at any point. Uh, another video was uh, kind of made me think of my mom. She passed away from lung cancer and I wanted to kind of memorialize her and, and the great times we had and she had. And so I created a video with her and my dad. It was about those old vacation videos. And so I just strung together clips and then I post these on Facebook so my family and friends can see it. And then that way everyone has that kind of shared journey that emotion of thinking back to all those wonderful times. And then most recently I did one for my dad's birthday and the video was kind of, the theme was kind of like, almost like a don't waste any time, don't worry about making money, kind of relates back to the, to the theme here. Yeah. Uh, experience life, travel, you know, take it all in and don't get stuck in office, don't get stuck trying to, trying to just focus on making money and be quote unquote successful. And so that was kind of his mantra growing up. And so I took that music video and I strung together a bunch of clips. That one, so each one has a new kind of twist on it. So my mom's was completely archival footage, almost exclusively. Uh, the birthday was shot on site. So that was just a typical night. And then my dad's was from clips that I created with the intention of making this music video. So my next project is going to be, uh, there's another music video I, that I'm going to take clips of. And then I'm going to shoot clips. So this is going to be the first time I'm, I'm actually shooting video with a, a story in mind. And it's going to weave in and out of this music video, almost just like the music video. So I'm going to take half of their footage out, put my footage in. So it's going to look like the video. It's mm. just going to have my story on it. So that's that okay. kind of. And so to, to segue into kind of your question in this podcast is I would love to take people and a theme that they have. And some of, some of, if you look online, it, you'll see legacy video, that term thrown around. And it's usually mm -hmm. like a funeral. It's never, it doesn't come to me as like a very upbeat type of thing. It's kind of a morbid, oh, someone passed away and, and now we want to remember them. And, and what I would, I want to take a more upbeat creative spin on that. And, and that could be like interviewing your grandparents. And yeah. they talk and they, they tell these wonderful stories and then you always have that, no matter, sure. you know, it, it lasts for eternity, or maybe it's a birthday, or maybe it's a pet, and you're like, I really love my pet, and I know, you know, one, one day that day is going to come, and it's going to be horrible, but what if we made a video now to, like, remember her, and, and all the good times, and we're really happy right now, and then that way we always have it. And so right. the idea is to kind of immortalize that story, that, that event, that emotion, and uh, upbeat kind of creative light. I love it. So it's almost like it could also be kind of like StoryCorps, that app or the story, but like via video in a way where you can, yeah, tell stories and mm -hmm. yeah. share that, which is so important these days because with the technology, I mean, yeah, that can really be passed down generation to generation. That's so cool. Exactly. And so let's say me and my wife have kids and now they have this like catalog, this library of yeah. videos of their grandparents and of their parents and of these pets or, or whatever. So it doesn't have to be like a, 
an end of life type of video. It, it's just immortalizing whatever you cherish right now for kids, for grandparents, for parents, for whomever, for whatever reason. I love it. And it, it's, it's kind of like if you look at a, like a wedding video. So that's, you know, that's your traditional, okay, this is a, a video of our wedding. And that, that's great. Well, well, I'm thinking bigger, I'm thinking different, and I'm thinking more creative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where are you now? Like, where are you in this process? Uh, I'm really, since I have no formal training, I'm really trying to hone in my skills, really trying to just explore the different techniques. Um, when, whenever you have someone like a photographer or any kind of creative painter, any kind of creative artist, I think a lot of times they'll find inspiration and technique from other sources, from people who've done it longer um, than they have. And mm -hmm. you'll think, oh, that's really cool. I want to learn how to do that. And yeah. then once you learn how to do that, then it's, well, I want to do that, but I want to, I want to do this in addition. And, and that's kind of how you grow. And, and luckily in this day and age with YouTube, it's me watching a lot of YouTube videos. How do I do this? I, I know what I want to do in my head. And so I'm Googling terms, I'm plugging into YouTube and, and they're saying, oh, this is how you do that. I'm like, okay, yeah, how do I, that's how I do that. Sure. And, and one of the videos, I thought it was funny. I thought of it for this podcast one, and it was talking about videography techniques. And one of the tips it said, it was like five tips for new videographers. And one of the tips was stop watching YouTube videos and just go out <laughs> and create. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's no, what I was yeah, about to say because I was sure. just like, oh no, if you watch too many, you're going to be like, oh, oh you're going to start telling yourself you're not good enough. You just got to get out there. <laughs> I know. Right. And so I, I, I limit my YouTube video watching to just, I, I want to learn how to do techniques so I can build upon it. So I'm like, I'm piecing together my own education. Yeah. Um, another thing you'll notice if you if you look up like legacy videos or even wedding videos, if you've ever had to do something like that, they're thousands of dollars. And rightfully so, because these people usually have state of the art equipment and they usually have a lot of training and, it, mm -hmm. and the editing. Oh, my goodness. The editing it takes forever. So all that adds up. And, and so you're seeing these thousands of dollar, you know, dollars. So you get up to tens of thousands for, you know, for a, on location fly me out there, put me up, like, sure, okay, yeah, I get it. What yeah. about people like us that don't have a lot of money? What, mm -hmm. what if, where, where's the market for people who want that memory put in this format, but don't have the budget for all of the, the person's years of experience or all yeah. the editing time it takes? Or how, So my, my niche, as I've thought about this, is, is coming in at the bottom and appealing to the folks that, that don't have this massive budget, that don't have thousands of dollars to throw at a video. Why, sure. What I want them to walk away with was, you know, they're seeing their, their loved one or whomever on this video and they're like, wow, this is really special and I'm gonna have this forever. Thank you so much. I don't know how to, I would not have known how to do this myself. And, and the fact that you did it and, and you put my ideas in, into, into this video is fantastic. So that in my head is the, the reaction I'm looking for. So are you wanting to put together, you know, if they have home videos and things like that, that they've taken and you kind of can, and can work and stream them together, or are you wanting to create all brand new footage or is it like a mix or what are you kind of thinking for that? So the, the initial con conversation is going to be that kind of consultation of what, what do you want? What is this about? Tell me more. And just letting them kind of just spill all of their ideas and, and what they want out of it and what it all includes and being able to come up with a customized plan from that. So almost like Chelsea, where 
she's looking at interior design and it's she's gonna walk into a room and she's like, well, what do you want to do with this? Is this built for yeah. storage? Is this, you know, what's the function of this room? So I'm gonna look at what's the function of this video? What do you want to get out of it? And so I imagine a standard format uh, for these types of videos is kind of an interview setup where I'm in their living room and this person's talking at me and then we can splice in pictures, we can splice in video. We can do as much or as little as, as they want. Um, it's just how creative they are and what they want out of it. Okay. So you want to be physically in the, in the place. You don't want to do any over, you know, Zoom or... I'm just thinking for, for time mm. for you and, you know, keeping your costs as low as possible so that they can keep it as low as possible. You might, I don't know, are you going to consider that? Um, I would consider it. I mean, I, ha I would have to because this, the COVID situation is not going away anytime soon. Um, and even, I mean, even now, I think people would be comfortable if, if you know, you're wearing a mask, you're socially distant, even though you're in their living room. So uh, there might be some leeway even currently, but ideally, yes, it would be in person. I love the documentary format. That's another thing. I, I love watching documentaries and I love look, analyzing their transitions, sound techniques, their, their video techniques, their perspective. I mean, every documentary is telling a story and it's that that producer that director that subject who is cr all coming together to create that story to tell you and some walk away you know changing your life yeah um, and some you're like that i just really couldn't connect it really didn't speak to me and i really just didn't and so i want the good from all of that and, mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. having that person i think of somewhere the person sitting in a chair and a living room I've seen some where like the lights and the sound equipment exposed for that kind of like the behind yeah, the scenes sure, look. Sure. I've seen it when they're like in a warehouse or like the lighting's really dark to 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 present a to to create emotion. You know, depending on what how you shoot the angles and the lighting, the location, it's all creating an emotion. So that fascinates me. That style of storytelling. Yeah, I love this whole idea. I think it's super cool, and I think you're going to have a whole line out of people wanting this service because it's really neat. So yeah, what, what's the next step? I would really, the next step for me is I, I wish I was still in Indy where I lived the past 10 years because I would have so many opportunities for people I know to practice on. Uh, in Chicago, I'm, I'm starting to create those friendships and, and getting my, my roots footing here, but I would really like someone I could practice on someone who's like oh, i have an idea can you i, I wanted you know a video for this or a video for that because again in person is ideal i would hate for my video to have like a, a zoom picture you know <laughs> sure. you're, de you're dealing with you know sound issues lighting issues picture issues and, and i and it's distracting i think for the vast majority of folks working i'll imagine that they're pretty burnt out on zoom calls and so I don't want that to kind of be a part of it. I, I really would like a more traditional documentary style in person. Yeah. You know, as professional and crisp as possible uh, feel. So yeah, that, that to me is the next step is I, I need to do it. I just need to go out and, and do a video. You need to do a, a video or two with quote unquote clients mm -hmm. to practice and get your footing under you. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Do you have a do you have a name in mind for this project? I do not. I've thrown a couple ideas around. I want I really want it to tie in 
to me personally. So I have this connection with it, but also it needs to speak to the art. So I, you call it legacy videos and it's just very generic and it's overused and impersonal. Yeah. Um, but if I call it, you know, Rick's videos and then it's like, uh, what, what do you mean? Like, what is that? I don't yeah, know what, sure. what you're doing with that. So trying to find that happy medium is, is very challenging. No, I do not have a, a name for this yet. So we're putting it out there for the listeners now. If you have any name ideas for Rick, for his legacy videos, let us know so we can consider them. Greatly appreciate it. So if you had to say, like, what would you, I mean, do you feel like there's potential here? Like this is, you know, what would be your end goal for this, do you think? My end goal, uh, another thing that I, I think needs to be a part of this, and I've tried several different times to reach out and find other videographers, people who have a lot more experience than I do, that have that expertise, uh, either for networking, for advice, uh, but maybe ultimately combining forces. And so yeah. I, I would love long-term if this spanned out that there was a group of people. And then again, you got to consider costs. So now you're thinking of more people's time. And, mm -hmm. and so to keep costs low, but um, I think this would be a cool kind of collaborative endeavor. If, if Ideally, if you had like a group of friends that were like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, I've done video stuff. I'll, I'll help out. But if you want to talk like financially having partners, you know, yeah. that could get, get a little hairy. So you're thinking though that you might want to pursue this as kind of a next career step? At, at the very least, a side gig, a, yeah. a side hustle, because it, again, it's very delicate to come in at a price where it's worth my time, right? but also within their price range. And, and whenever you're talking about any kind of creative, anything, painting, uh, videography, photography, there's always the production time is a fraction of the behind the scenes editing consultation. Oh yeah, for work. sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. That makes total sense. Well, cool. So yeah. In your practice runs, you'll also probably just need to kind of really track your time so that you know, you know, how much you need to charge and how long it's taking you. So yeah, do a couple and, and really keep track of that in that way? Or do you have a price point in mind or are you just gonna kind of do that first and then see? I, I think what you're mentioning is, is very important of tracking time. Uh, how long does it take me to edit? How long? Cause I, I'm thinking ideally I would send out a form or something to fill out just to kind of give me an idea. And then I'm sitting down with them and we're talking through it and creating a plan. And then I'm doing all the work to, to plan for what they want to do. Then there's doing it and then there's editing it and then they're showing them. And, you know, sometimes you could edit it after that or yeah. sometimes, you know, whatever that process looks like. So I've seen some videos where it's like a thousand dollars. If you want us to interview this many people, it's more. If you want us to do this location, it's more. And so I, I would need to decide what, what are my limits? What are, mm -hmm, what's the, mm -hmm. you know, the standard package? Because I, I, I do want to keep the cost low to make this a, a very feasible product for, for people. Yeah. So if we check in with you in two months, cause that's my, my time frame here for checking back in, what 
should we expect? Like, what are we holding you accountable to getting done? I think the main thing is deciding what that process looks like. I, I need to have a firm idea of the workflow of somebody contacts me, you know, I kick them out of form, they kick it back. Mm-hmm. What are the days in between this? And then I interview them. And, and right now, all of this would be very easy over, over video. And, and then ultimately, you know, the shoot. And so coming up with that plan of, of what does this process look like? Maybe a rough idea of price points to, to make that, you know, the original ones would be kind of the guinea pigs. And then once I've figured out, like you said, how much time is this all taking me, then it's like, okay, let's start attaching some dollar figures to that sign. So in two months, I would like to have that completed up to the point where I, maybe I have someone who's like ready to, to take that journey. Yeah, I love it. So also, I mean, if anybody's listening to this in the Chicago area and you're interested in contacting Rick, that could also be an option. Yes, and, and to expand it, because I know your audience is all over the globe. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a videographer, I know someone who is, and I'd love to, to connect with them and, and love for them to tell me what they think of my idea and, and if they have any tips or tricks or what works for them. Um, YouTube videos, you know, they're good for, for learning specific techniques and, and you, you get an idea of that person's workflow, but a lot yeah. of those people are like quote-unquote experts. And so I haven't been able just to talk, talk to someone about their craft. Sure. Okay. I love it. So two mu- or in two months, you're going to have a workflow. You're going to hopefully have somebody that you're in the process of working with. And then maybe if we get some name ideas or maybe you'll have a name, you can start so, putting, putting some stuff out there on social media and or a website. That or is that too, am I jumping the gun? No, it would be very, I think that part would come very easy to me, creating a website and, and social media and all that. I, I could very easily post the, the projects that I've already completed as kind of a preview or these, this is kind of what my, my portfolio looks like. Yeah, it's perfect. Cool. All right. Well, I think that you can definitely get that done. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think the the guests you've had on your podcast those thus far have been very inspiring and and I've taken a lot of of their strategies and, and their energy overall from from it because it's not an easy decision to even take one step away from the traditional path. Yeah. And some of them have like dove into the deep end and that's that's amazing. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm proud of you, too, for considering it because it is a little bit risky. But like I said, I have all the confidence in you, particularly, to go out and do something awesome because your heart is in the right place. And I feel like that's step number one when you're starting a business or even thinking about it is to have your heart in the right place and to want to serve people. So, like, that's check. And you're just really talented. So I'm really pumped to see what you're going to (laughs) do. I, I saw this um, this post on, on some social media and it was talking about supporting small businesses and small business owners and, and I'm all about that. And one of the, the terms really caught me and it was like, one, one of the reasons why to support these folks is because every time you shop with them, every time you visit their store, you're supporting their dream. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so true. And yeah. you just, you don't get that when you buy off an Amazon or <laughs> you go to any big box store. It's like when you support people, Etsy, I love Etsy, finding right. awesome personalized handmade stuff. It's like you're supporting someone's dream. And, and I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Oh, it is so awesome. Well, cool. I'm excited for you and I can't wait to see. And we'll check back in in a couple months. Sounds great. All right. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me and, and for this encouragement. I'm excited to, to join. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at accountabilityforhire.com in the podcast section. And I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at accountabilityforhire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life. And I'll see you next week.